I'm Luca Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. Yeah. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyball.com, and I am joined. As always, by the one and only, my co-host, writer at Mavs.com, we waited all this time, and it's finally here. What you got for me on this Mavs Wednesday, Isaac Harris? The day, I, I mean, it's like waking up, and it's Christmas morning. I mean, and you are dying, you're in your Christmas PJs, that has like candy canes on them. You jump out, of, you wake up, and you wake, and you're just like, oh my gosh, what a... Like, I got to go open presents and except uh, for most people, you're probably waking up and have to wait a whole day, <laughs> I guess, unless you're in a different crazy time zone. We have a lot of listeners overseas, so that's cool. That's so true. you might you might be waking up and then it's a Mavs game, but uh, <laughs> a lot of us over here, we're having to uh, go all day and waiting and waiting and waiting. But uh, man, it's here and it's it's crazy how it almost feels like the past like two years have have led to this point. Yes. That to where like this time is different. Like, no, we got Dennis last year and like, we were optimistic, but like it was just a little bit different. Like, you, yeah, now it is we had a little more fun, but it still didn't feel like real basketball. You know, like everything was towards how can we, you know, see more out of Dennis? How can we help Dennis? You know, it was kind of all geared towards that. Now there's actual strategy, you know, real, real things yeah. that we're discussing with this team. Now, we think that we have a legit shot at making a playoff run. And on top of that, it's not just a veteran thrown together team that, oh, okay, I kind of like the roster. I think they can make a run, you know, and something like that. It's not just that. It is that times, hey, we have a heck of a future. And that's the cool part that there is hope for years to come and. This is just the beginning of something uh, really special in a lot of Mavs fans' eyes. It's the beginning of something really special. I'm excited. Luka Doncic's first game is tonight. If you're listening to this on a Wednesday, it's like the first like Friends episode. You know, like I don't even remember what it was, but it's just like <laughs> you go back and watch it now, like years later. Usually, and all these every seasons pilot later. is really rough, but <laughs> yes, this is the pilot. How how long would you say is this the pilot? I wouldn't say the whole season's the pilot season, but. I don't know. The first no, the whole season months. is like the first season. You know, you gotta, you kind of try to have to figure out what it is. A lot of TV shows, like Parks and Rec, is a great example. They started and their first season was like six episodes. That's that's all they got picked up for, and so they were trying to figure out what the show was. And the, through the whole first season, you're kind of like, ah, I just don't really feel like they ha- they know what this is yet. They have some good elements and good pieces. You know, uh, like Leslie Nope is a great character. You have this Ron Swanson character that's awesome. Chris Pratt looks like he's going to be hilarious. You know, there's just all these good pieces. But then how can we take this and make it something good and make it something that, you know, is is awesome? And it took them a whole season to try to figure that out. And then in season two, you start seeing what they start putting it together. And they, you know, came up with a really, really great show that lasted a while. With the Mavericks, it's, I think it's going to be the same kind of thing. We have this this first season where we're going to, you know, have to feel things out, try to figure things out. Now, the Mavericks have 82 games. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I thought you were going to ruin another show there for a second, but... 
No, no, Parks and Rec is awesome. Love Parks and Rec. I would never ruin Parks and Rec. And you can't really. It's I, I mean, the storyline is not the whole point of the show. So I mean, we have a history of ruining shows. I have a history of ruining one show. That is true. That no one has ever talked about since it released. Like, ever. <laughs> I don't know if anyone, like, I, I, bet I, could, I bet I could search tweets forever and ne- not find somebody that was like, man, remember season two of that show? And no one even remembers. For people who do not know that story, Nick pretty much ruined a TV show that came out on Netflix like the week. Like he binge watched it. There's 13 reasons said, why season two. And said the ending of it. And we got a, a DM from somebody that, or Nick did, was like super pissed. It was not even a big spoiler. <laughs> anyway. It's all, it's all been rectified. Going. Everything's fine now. It's all good. But, yes. but yeah. So, uh, <laughs> um, so the, the Mavericks have this whole 82 game season. Now maybe we'll be able to split up the season into sections. We'll be able to say, okay, this is their first, you know, this is the first season where they're yeah. trying to figure out what, you know, what this team was. Then they really, you know, ran into it or they really ran into a wall and start, you know, that kind of stuff. So it could be like Game of Thrones and you just it starts off just great and from the very beginning and they're super young and now we're like seasons in and it's crazy to look back at all these like characters and it's kind of crazy to look back now at the first season of game of thrones and be like wow they're all dead holy crap there's only like three of you left and uh i don't think this map season is going to have as much nudity as the first season of game of thrones (laughs) um looking back like 10 years from now to like luca and them's like first season you're like oh man there's like none of these guys that's still left in the league less incest too probably (laughs) now nick's getting weird with game of thrones All right, what we're going to do today is we're going to preview the game against the Suns. We have a game to preview, which is the first time we've had a real game to preview in forever. And uh, that was actually, you know, <laughs> that matters. So we'll preview that. We'll talk about that. And then we'll get to the rest of our voicemails today. Uh, we got a couple more voicemails we're going to hit from you, the listeners. Good questions in there, so we'll hit those. Um, Isaac. Uh-oh. The, the Phoenix Suns. You tweeted this out today. You texted it to me. You were surprised. I still don't really understand it. The Phoenix Suns are favored by a point and a half tonight in Phoenix. Um, they still do not know who their point guard is. Well, they don't know who it is, but Isaiah Cannon said to he the media today that he thinks it's himself. So um, whoever it is, it's there's a couple elements to it that, that's surprising to me. One, okay, I get they're, they're probably – looking at it and saying Harrison Barnes and Dirk are not playing. It's a home game for the Suns and Devin Booker's playing. So okay, that's probably their mindset to it. But That's a that's a really good explanation. I don't know where you would have got that, but <laughs> from our perspective, it's like <laughs> um who are you playing at point guard? Yes. And then two like this team and you added Luka Doncic and DeAndre Jordan and like I don't know. I mean, I think I don't think it's going to be like Dallas going to blow them out or anything, but yeah, it was definitely something uh worth I don't know, if you are into sports betting. You know, <laughs> one that I, another one I found interesting, the Denver versus Clippers game, the yeah. Nuggets versus Clippers is just a straight pick 'em, even odds. Is it in LA or is it in Denver? Uh it is in LA. Hey, Got got the nightclub scene. You got, you know, the, the, the LA, Joker in the, the nightclub. LA nightlife. You got those guys are going to be out there. And who knows? Uh, NBA betting game to game is kind of impossible, <laughs> I think. I think. But, 
But yeah, I just found it interesting. It just it just kind of shows you who Vegas thinks is better than the other team, and usually they have a ton of guys working on this trying to figure out who you know who is better. Um, yeah. So maybe they think the Suns are better than the Mavericks, but I do not think that. <laughs> I do not think it either, and I would uh, uh, gladly, if you are a part of that, put uh, money down that um, the Mavericks will either win that game or <laughs> lose it by one point. So tonight is a uh, it's a pretty big game for the Mavericks, and it's also uh, there's a lot of different connecting points for this game. Uh, Tyson Chandler, you know, will be playing against the Mavericks again. You have. Um, Igor Kokoshkov, the coach of the Suns, who was the coach of Coach Luka Doncic, and uh, they're kind of re- getting get a reuniting again. And he, Coach Igor, had something to say about Luka Doncic today. Now I found this surprising. the The early returns on my tweet of this quote were were not a surprise, but I was surprised. Gina Mizell uh, asked Coach about Luka Doncic, and Igor Koshkov said, he's going to be part of the scouting report. Beyond that, there's no losing too much sleep over Luka Doncic. Good player, good kid, big part of my growth, and I wish him nothing but the best. What do you, no, lo- what do you, no losing sleep? He literally said that? What do you take from that quote? Yes. I mean, I don't know. I'm going to try to give him the benefit of the doubt on that, of meaning that he just meant it in some different way. But I don't know. I like, I just feel like when you say you're not going to lose sleep over something, like, how is that not, how is that not anything but shade? I've grew up saying like, Hey, I'm not going to lose any sleep over that. Meaning like, I don't give a crap. Like who cares about about that? Like, yeah, I ain't worried about that. I don't know. He could have been joking around. He could, I don't know. I don't know the context of that, but uh, that's going to be really funny if Luca puts up like you can 25. Read this, you can read this in a certain way, and it sounds demeaning, you know? Yeah. I mean, he's going to be part of the scouting report, but beyond that, there's no losing sleep over Luca Doncic. Good player. Good kid. Big part yeah. of his growth. Is, you know, I wish him nothing but the best, but, you know. Unless he's just, you know, it's a, hey, I'm not losing sleep over it because I know him like the back of my hand. I don't know. Or because it's one game and you can't, you know, yeah. think too much about playing against the guy. You could read it a different way. Like, he's going to be part of the scattering report. Beyond that, there's no losing too much sleep over Luka Doncic. He's a really good player, good kid. He's a big part of my growth as a coach. Wish him nothing but the best. You know, like, you kind of play it off that way instead of trying to make it demeaning. But I mean, let's just be real, though. If, um, if Greg Popovich said this yes. about, like... You know, they're playing the Rockets, and he says, I mean, I'm not losing sleep over Carmelo Anthony. Like, people are going to throw a fit. I mean, it would be like, it would break Twitter on that. <laughs> be like, pop, throwing shade. Oh, you don't care. so funny. Oh, that's, man. That's very interesting. I'm going to go find that quote when we get done with this. Oh, man. Yeah, go find that quote, and uh, that quote will uh, could maybe help us get to know Igor a little bit more if we try to figure out what, you know, what he's trying to say because we just don't know his voice yet. We just don't know how he, you know, plays. We also don't know how he's going to perform. And uh, sometimes you don't know how you're going to perform in the bedroom, Isaac. And if you have those problems and those questions, <laughs> you can turn to Blue Chew. 
Blue Chew is a uh, is a supplement. You can increase your performance, get that extra confidence in bed. Go to bluechew.com. That's blue like the color. It brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know that they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill getting into your bloodstream, into your system. So you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor visit, no waiting in a pharmacy, and best of all, Isaac, there's no more awkwardness. Like I, You're not going to be as awkward ordering Blue Chew as, as I am reading this ad in front of Isaac right now because can he, you can laughing. you take it at can you take it at 30,000 feet sure okay they're made in the USA and since blue chew prepares and ships directs they're cheaper than a pharmacy you don't have to worry about the middleman cut out the middleman who needs middlemen right now we get a special deal for our listeners visit bluechew.com and get your first shipment free f r e e free when you use our special promo code nba just the acronym nba uh, just pay $5 shipping for that free uh, first shipment. Again, that's BlueChew, B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code NBA to try it free. BlueChew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring this podcast. Thank you, BlueChew. Thanks, BlueChew. They got our thank back. You. They got our back in the pod and in the bedroom. Thanks, BlueChew. And when we come back, we're going to hit uh, more of our voicemails. We're excited to hear from you, the listener. All right, Isaac, we're going to hit more of our voicemails. If you guys didn't listen to, our, listen to our episode yesterday, we hit five of these voicemails. They're hilarious. They're from the listeners. Um, we still have the, the number if you guys still want to send voicemails and questions. We'll do, we'll, uh, we'll do a, an official one you know, in a month or so just to try to give it some space. But, yeah, it was, it was awesome. We got to hear some of your voices, uh, get to hear from you guys, the listeners. So let's hit this first one. This is from the 567. And, by the way, if you send in a voicemail, Tell us what your name is because some of these people I just have to identify based on their area code. And 567, I actually don't know where that is. And uh, I don't I'm know who the, per- it up. Yeah, I don't know who the person is. So, uh, all right, let's hit this first one uh, from the 567. So we've seen Luca and Dennis on Fortnite together. When are we going to see Isaac and Nick in a duo together? Thanks for the pod, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um. So he wants us to be. He wants us to get in. Uh, get in on the Fortnite action. Yeah, to be a duo in Fortnite. Uh, we've never played Fortnite together. I play casually. My wife and I play sometimes together. Um, do, do you play? I've never even heard you talk about playing. It's been a while. I have. Uh, I just recently, a few days ago, um, been playing the new Call of Duty. So that, is, that was not my question or his. Well, it's a <laughs> it's battle royale type. Oh yeah. Um, and the new one, but I've just been testing that out with some friends. But no, I used to play Fortnite back when, gosh, it was a long time back ago. Back when it was cool to play Fortnite, is that what you're trying it, to say? No, back before they like je- like changed the whole game. And I mean, I probably haven't played it. When I say I play it, I mean like once a week or something. But no, I haven't played it probably in a couple months. Last time, well, no, actually, no, I said last time I played, it, I got on. There's a big uh, purple cube in the middle. And I went and jumped and hit the side of the cube, and it like shot me like fifty oh, yeah. yards. So since then, uh, the cube had, the cube melted into Loot Lake, and Loot Lake for about a week or so was you could like bounce off of it. It was like this trampoline that you could just like jump super well, high cool. off of. And then Loot Lake took the island in the middle of Loot Lake with that house on it, 
and it lifted it out of the water into the air. Now it's getting weird. And now it's floating around. What the <laughs> everywhere? Crap? And there are these little spots all over that have these runes, like these uh, symbols on them. And you can pick up these little consumable items, and you turn into like this ghost, and you can fly around. And then you, but you can't use your gun while you're a ghost. So you have to come out of your ghost mode and then shoot guys, and you can sneak up on people. It just sounds annoying. Like if I got killed by a Casper, I'd be pissed. <laughs> So that's what's going on with Fortnite. Uh, so that if that answers your question, man, uh, I don't think you'll see us as a duo anytime soon. Maybe at some point. We don't have the same uh, console, so I don't know if we could pull that off. I think we can. I play on, I play on the oh, Switch, which, show, well, which, which shows you guys how big of a gamer I am. Not, if y'all want to see really. Nick, and, Nick and I play on his Twitch account, Fortnite, holler. Ooh. I think we'd have to try to figure out some technological way to make that happen, because you can't do it direct, but... Okay, whatever. We'd have to figure it out. Anyway, all right, there you go. Probably never going to see us as a Fortnite duo, but uh, I was seeing Kostas and Daryl Macon. They got some dubs last night. They were playing together. It's good to see them bonding because they're going to be going, they're going to be playing some G League games together. <laughs> yeah, until Macon gets cut. Um, oh, that's mean. <laughs> cut from the G League or cut from the Mavs? Um, I don't know. Wow, that's very mean. All right. All right, here's our next <laughs> this is our next question. This is from uh Sabrush. He's from the three one zero. Sweet name. Yo yo, this is your boy Simbarush from New York. Word up to the raccoon squad. My boy Isaac, always in the house, Nick. I got a question. I just heard your podcast from October fifteenth, and you guys just sort of threw away this idea about Anthony Davis getting traded to the Lakers. But can we just hit pause on that real quick? Because I got a question. We think about this seriously. Like, if this seriously happened, would this necessarily be a bad thing for the Pelicans, given what they could possibly get in return in terms of the Lakers' young players going forward, re-signing unrestricted? I feel like if they ask for somebody like Ingram plus some pieces, would the Lakers do it? Would there be a scenario in which the Pelicans would actually prefer to trade to the Lakers? Let me know. Thanks a lot. <laughs> shout out. Shout out to Sabrush. Sabrush, thank you for feeding Nick's Lakers uh, fandom. <laughs> There's so much that goes behind this Anthony Davis thing where it's going to be pretty much um, kind of like the Jimmy Butler thing, except expand it. It's going to be wherever he wants to go. So, you know, it, yeah, Lakers have really good young pieces, but I would still argue that Boston has the best package. So if he's yeah. put both of them on the table and says, I'll, I'm willing to go to e-, you know either one of them, Boston has young young t- you know pieces. Boston and- Boston could get Sacramento's pick this year. It's Sacramento's pick is top one protected. If it's if it's number one, it goes to Philly. But then the rest of the picks, it'll go to Boston. They could get Memphis's pick too. That's top eight protected. Yes. So I mean, so they could have Boston, one and no, they could have two and nine in the draft. And like how how are they going to just be rostering these guys? You know, like how would <laughs> this Boston team add Zion? You know, I know. Or, cam reddish or something like that like Gosh. it's just they're gonna have to make you know this is gonna be their calendar year from now until next october figuring out how to cash in and so like if boston's an option boston has more pieces than the lakers but but outside of that it just depends you know if the, yeah if you make total sense like i mean brandon ingram 
and stuff around Brandon Ingram, yeah, I'd be all about it for the Pelicans because you're definitely going to go into a rebuild. So, yeah, there's I a mean, scenario where they they take you know the four guys, they trade two of them to each place, and they get Lillard and Anthony Davis. Yeah, yeah, eh, I still don't see them trading Lillard, but no, I don't I see the, I don't see the Blazers doing that either. But I think McCollum goes before him, but. Um, but you never know at Portland. I mean, rest in peace to Paul Allen. But, you know, if him and Damian Lillard were super close, you never know how what's gonna who's going to take over Portland. Are they going to have the same relationship with Dame? Like, yeah, I remember he had those sit-down meetings, and, you know, he was talking yeah. about the team, and they really haven't made any moves. So he could, you know, be disgruntled, just nothing's coming out of his camp, you know? Yeah, so with Anthony Davis, I don't know. We'll see. I we I think we both have them missing the playoffs this year, so yeah. I think it's gonna if they go down the hill quick at the very beginning, um, it's that's gonna be the talk of the league if he will say, Hey, I'm yeah, I think it's time. But if I'm A D, I just wanna like and you have your choice of Boston and the Lakers, I'm choosing Boston, but that's just uh you know, that's me. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, you'd probably choose Boston because your path to the finals is easier. Yeah, I mean, pull the LeBron route. I mean, LeBron cakewalked to the finals for like a decade, so you saw what LeBron could do. Go to the East and do the same thing. Yeah. Unless you feel like you need to play with a guy that has done it before. You know, it always seems like these these superstars, they get to this point where, like, KD, you know, went to the Warriors and he had, you know, to learn from Steph and, and Clay and Dre how to, you know, get to that next step. LeBron had to go to... Miami and he had to learn from you know Pat Riley and had to learn from uh, some of those veterans they had you know you just kind of have to have that guy to learn from and I don't know if there's anyone there in Boston that is, that knows that so maybe he um, got Kyrie know, yeah he's he's been there I mean he's not like LeBron level of like leader but like he won a title that's true and, like, that's true he's also a free agent so I don't know we'll see but it's not LA and I get the LA appeal and like all that stuff all that stuff and you know I, it would it would be a thing to where I wouldn't blame Anthony Davis if he wanted it. Like, bro, you've did your time in yeah, New Orleans, seriously. man. If you want to go to L.A., like, I would hate it personally. But and this is this is different than the KD thing too because he doesn't have like a Westbrook, or, you know. I mean, Ibaka and Drew Holiday are probably as comparable. You know, they're probably fairly comparable at this point in their careers. Ibaka, uh, Ibaka, yeah. when he was on the Thunder with KD and Drew now with with Anthony Davis, but. Katie what about Harden and Westbrook? <laughs> what about the one I texted you this morning? Oh, <laughs> Isaac texted me this trade, and I was it was, like, it was too early for it. <laughs> it, was just, it was just out of nowhere. I said, "Hey, Clay and Dre for <laughs> he AD." Said, he said, "Clay Thompson and Draymond Green for AD." Who says no? And I just responded, "Good God, Isaac." <laughs> Bro, that that would be a heck of a package back for New Orleans. And what a power play move if you're the Golden State Warriors of saying, "Hey, KD, are you sure you want to leave, or do you want to stay and and be this big three of you, Steph, and AD?" Oh, and we still got Boogie too. <laughs> could they keep anyway. Bo- could they keep Boogie then if they did this in the off season? Lord, I don't know. They'd have his rights. <laughs> Gosh, okay. what if? there's a scenario too of like what if boogie comes back like around christmas is playing well and what if they flip boogie for something yeah that's on the table like what if they flip boogie for like a top 10 draft pick 
wild. Anyway. But I think that their whole idea with Boogie is to help them, like, to motivate them. Yeah, yeah, them I don't, yeah, I don't you know. think that's happening. Anyway, so, all right. That's, uh, that's the Anthony Davis Lakers question, to much to Isaac's chagrin. All right, let's hear from uh, another listener. Hey, this is your guy, Jack. I was calling to ask a question. If Dennis Smith Jr. ends up leading the team in scoring this season, let's say, like, the Harrison Barn role of, like, 20 points a game, is that the best case scenario going forward for the Mavs? I like this question. I think it's a good question because Thanks, Jack. it's a hypothetical. OG. It's a hypothetical saying if Dennis Smith Jr. would be the leading scorer on the Mavericks, let's say he's averaging twenty points a game. Because it's not always the best scenario. Like if Carmelo right. Anthony was the leading scorer in Houston this year, that means they're like sucking. <laughs> that means that something's wrong with Harden. Even either Harden is injured, you know, like that could be a yeah. thing. Chris Paul is then declining. You know, like those would, the, would be the two things. It's yeah. kind of like when we said when when we talked about Yogi when Yogi's on the team, and people were like, "I mean, he logged the majority of his minutes at two guard, and he was he's a yeah. shooting guard." <laughs> like, well, there's a reason why. Yeah. That's like that. That's what led to thirty wins. Yeah, if that um, if that is what you're talking about at that point, then. <laughs> Something has gone horribly wrong. It was the yes. we were talking about last last offseason with the lineup of oh, would they ever play Dennis and Yogi together? Like, okay, we can talk about them doing that, but if they are doing that, then that means yeah. the season has gone horribly wrong. That means we are aiming for Luca. Now, for Dennis to lead the Mavericks in scoring, I don't think that's the worst case scenario. I think that that is a scenario. I think that there is a good chance the Mavericks are doing well if he's leading the team in scoring, but it just depends on how. It depends on how efficient he is in scoring those points. If he's the same efficient Dennis that he was last year, but he's taking more shots, his usage percentage is still you know near 30%, that's, that's probably bad. <laughs> that's probably really bad for this team. That means the team's probably not – they're probably not – you know, winning a bunch. That means Luca in the, in the offense is not, you know, being as assertive or as aggressive as he should be. Uh, Harrison Barnes could be still dealing with that injury. You know, there's just a lot of different things that go with, with that, that I think how he leads the team in scoring matters a lot. Yeah. And you look at the players in their, um, each of the players in the starting lineup in, in the thing that they, What's the word I'm looking for? The thing that they do best, or you you would think that they would do best. Like you want DeAndre Jordan to lead the team in rebounding. Yes. Um, you want Wesley Matthews to lead the team in three point, you know, shooting. Um, Dennis would be the like. That's his main thing. Like he's not the best defender in the world. Yeah. He is, you know, not the best three point shooter in the world. Like, or not I mean, the greatest passer. I mean, he's a good passer, but he's not the greatest passer. Like he's not a he's not a Chris Paul, you know, as far as like yeah. coming in as this like floor general type. His thing is scoring the basketball. And yeah. you want him to score. Like you want him to be aggressive. You want him to get better at his shot and all that stuff. So yeah, I agree with Nick. That is I think that would be the best case scenario is Dennis leading the team in scoring and all that stuff. But I'll say this if he doesn't, if he averages like eighteen and Barnes averages like nineteen, that's perfectly fine too. Like because in the same way you can say all of what I just said about Harrison Barnes too. Scoring yeah. is his thing, and he needs to score. So if he doesn't lead the team in scoring, you know all the other stuff. So. It's funny that you say that because our next question uh, this is from an unknown unknown caller, unknown number, but uh, is about Harrison Barnes with his thing being scoring. <laughs> uh, and I thought it was an interesting question, and uh, I, I'm interested to see your answer, Isaac. Hey guys, so 
I just had a quick question. I was wondering how you see Harrison Barnes fitting in with the Mavericks pass this year. Uh, obviously, you know, it's a contract year, so with Luka coming into his own and Dennis possibly being a star, I just I don't see how Harrison Barnes fits, you know. He did come as a number one option uh, past this year. Do you think he's okay with going back to a number three option or possibly a number four? Uh, thanks. So my initial thought with this question was, well, how, do, how does Harrison Barnes fit in the offense? Well, hilariously, he has done this before where he has two guys that are you know, handling the ball more than him and that are running the offense over him and Steph and, and when Draymond were, were doing it. Uh, so he's done this before. It's not like he's going to be lost out there. He's going he's gonna to be able to fall into some of those similar tendencies and some of those similar things that he did in Golden State. But his fit in the offense, um, I still think – I mean, the Mavericks are still going to need a guy to bail them out sometimes during you know shot clock positions. They're still going to need a guy to get them buckets. They're, they're, he's going to be able to take more spot-up shots. He's going to be able to cut more often and, and try to get in the lane. A little bit more. He's going to still have some ISO attempts. You know, we're not going to completely derail that. It's not going to completely eradicate that from the offense. He's still going to be able to do that. So I think there's still a lot of room for Harris Martins to operate. We talk about Dennis and we talk about Luca so much that it just sounds like there's no room for him. But we're really only talking about two players. You know, there's there's a scenario where Carlisle staggers their minutes so that maybe Harrison Barnes uh, and Dennis play some together without Luca, where Luca runs a second unit. We saw that a little bit in preseason or, or if Dennis does that, there's, there's scenarios where one of those three guys is always on the floor at, at the same time. And so he'll have moments where he's not with both of those guys to be able to do some of this, the, you know, the things that he did in his first two years of the Mavericks. But I think he's still going to fit just fine. He's going to be able to focus on defense a little more. He's going to be able to spot up and uh, still do some similar things on offense. A lot of different thoughts on this whole topic. One, I agree completely. I think he's going to fit in just fine. I think it's it's going to make his life easier. You know, having Luca is going to open up the floor more. It's going to let him a little bit more freedom. It's going to let you know Harrison be able to move a lot off the ball instead of hey, just give it to Harrison and ISO it out. You know, and say hey, go get us a bucket. They can. They're going to run a lot of different movements off the ball and stuff for Harrison. All that. I would say when it comes to like crunch time, I, I would say Dennis becomes third option. Uh, that I think it's Harrison and Luca. One of those two is going to get the ball because even in the best of moments um, or whatever it is, like it, it's going to come down to these moments to where hey, you need a you need a basket. <laughs> you need to you need somebody to go put the ba- ball in the basket and. They're gonna pass it to Harrison and let him do his thing. That's this is what they have groomed him into. As far as the future, now this is where it gets interesting. <clears throat> his mindset, and he is such a team player and such a good guy that I don't think. Um, and I'm just, I'm just saying we have not ever had this type of conversation before. But I don't, in my opinion, I don't think it, being that alpha dog would like matter that much to him. I think it comes down to what would Dallas, they love him, they love the person he is and the teammate and all that stuff, what would Dallas be willing to pay him to be a third wheel? That's the thing of, mm. hey, if you're Harrison and you can, let's, let's say he, you know he's due the $25 million, whatever, let's say he does opt out and say, okay, hey, I'll opt out, but if you sign me to like a four-year $100 million deal to where it's like you're, he's making $20 million instead of twenty five. 
And he's like, and you know, for the next four years, something like that. Would you be willing to pay Harrison Barnes twenty million a year to be the third option of scoring or the third third wheel? Because I don't, I think it it's kind of one of those things of like, if you're getting paid, you don't really care, you know. It's like I don't, I think in Harrison's mind, if they're committed to him of being a part of one of these guys of the main franchise moving forward, and they're going to commit to him long term, I don't think being an alpha dog would matter that much to him. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting question, and one we will have a lot <laughs> going forward, talking about Harrison Barnes and what role he's going to accept and what kind of contract. Uh, there's still an option where he just picks up his player option you know, this summer uh, and picks that up. So we'll talk all about that more. Uh, it's an interesting conversation, but for the sake of time, let's move on to our last voicemail. This is from Brad from the 817. He has uh, two specific questions, one about Dirk's stats. Hi, this is Brad from Mansfield, and I got a couple of questions. Um First, I'm curious about Dirk Nowitzki's stats this season. Do you see him having a less usage rating, so he's going or less usage, so he's going to have more along the lines of like eight points per game and three rebounds per game, and you know, reduced minutes and like as long as it takes him to get amped up too. We've seen that over the years. And second, I'm curious how many, uh, how long until Race Baldwin becomes an All Star? Is it going to be this season or next season? Thanks. <laughs> Uh, first off, race you, balding. First of all, don't you mean Brian's balding? Brian's balding. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would probably have to say next season more than this season, just mainly because of opportunity. But uh, <laughs> no, I appreciate the race balding love, or you could be making fun of me because I hype him up. Uh, whatever, however you. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I we both like balding. I love race balding. Um. Mavericks like him too. They're just going to develop him like you know, like Kosas this year, and you know he might get some time in some crunch time or not crunch time, but fourth quarters or something. If there's some garbage time, he's on the roster. <laughs> he's not a you know whatever it is. But second question, what was it about Dirk? <laughs> First question was about Dirk and what Dirk's opportunities are going to look like this year. What his stats are going to be. Um, just how they're going to use him. Uh, we've been talking in the Mavs Moneyball Slack, actually, that it's funny how much the second unit still needs Dirk <laughs> and needs his spacing and needs, you know, what him and JJ can do. Uh, and it's it's kind of funny just that they still need this 40-year-old, you know, big man that shoots super well and kind of can't really do anything else at this point. Um, we saw that against Charlotte. I mean, their bench unit kind of struggled against Charlotte. and yeah. Just, uh, you know, they've been carrying over. We've talked about this on a pod a lot, but they've been carrying over Luca into that second unit and letting Luca run with those guys. And I, I think I'm more excited about seeing that. I'm I'm so excited to see Luca run with JJ and Dirk. Oh, That's just, yes. It's going to be so much fun. And, uh, Put but, Luca in the Yogi role from last year? Yeah. And I don't, but, you know, the sad thing is we're not going to see it for a while. So, yeah. You know, we've been talking about the Dirk thing since it happened, of saying, "Hey, don't expect him day one," and yeah. uh, it's going to be a bit. So they're going to take it super, super slow at that until uh, he's fully ready. But yeah, I, I mean, I with the injury leading into the season and all that stuff, they're going to bring him back. They're not going to bring him back, and he's going to play, you know, thirty minutes one night, twenty five minutes. You know, it's probably going to creep in. You know, throw him in there, play a few minutes, like. Ease him back into it whenever he is healthy. So yeah, I think his stats will take will dip down some for sure. But I don't know. It just it just all it's hard to predict. For me, it's hard to really predict Dirk's stats this year because or just any. It's hard to predict any bench players' 
you know, stats. Yeah, but like JJ, I feel like we can define his role more. You know, Devin, and we can define the these guys' roles. Dirk, we just don't know how they're going to play with his minutes. We don't know how they're going to play with rest. We don't know how the injury is going to affect. We don't know exactly when he's going to come back. We don't know the pregame routine, how they're going to keep him warm and go on a second unit. He hasn't came off the bench like this is brand new. Like, everything is just like. Dirk is there, and we're so happy he's there. And it's just like, hey, Dirk is the – just view Dirk as the cherry on top. Like, you have your cake, and it's like, hey, whatever he gives you, awesome. Yeah. But I, that, that's just how I view it. Like, I'm not upset. Like, he can do whatever he wants to do. <laughs> Whenever he's ready to come back and, like, hit some trailing threes, I am super excited about that. But that's how you should view view the Dirk thing. As far as just view it as extra, it is the extra on top of what we have. Completely agree. That's where, that's where uh, Dirk's role is going to be this year, and uh, and whenever we get him back, we're still not sure. He's still, you know, they're taking it really slow, like Isaac said. So, all right, there you go. That's their voicemails, the voicemail bag. That's the uh, the Phoenix game tonight, guys. Tune in. It's uh ten thirty start time on the East Coast, <laughs> nine thirty start in Texas. So, uh. You know, get your popcorn ready. ESPN game. Uh, the second, I forgot what the first game is. I think it's Rockets and somebody. But um, yeah, second game on ESPN DeAndre Ayton versus Luka Doncic. Uh, probably the two top rookie of the year candidates. That Rockets, are be Pelicans. Rockets, Pelicans. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, Devin Booker's playing. We mentioned yes. that on the pod yesterday. So, I mean, they're going to be at full steam. Isaiah Cannon's playing. <laughs> and um yeah it's cool and so i get i going back to the odds thing full circle i get that they're looking at it and saying hey the suns are fully healthy and they're playing at home and the mavericks are missing their leading score from last year and dirk and they're playing on the road and but i'm expecting a mavs win tomorrow and tonight I'm, tonight tonight and i'm super man we've all waited for this for this moment so so cool I'm excited, and uh, if you haven't seen it yet, check out my Twitter feed today. There, there will be something dropping that uh, oh, you'll guys. want that you'll want to see and hear just, and listen just to. Just get ready. <laughs> Nick is a savant at media and this type of things, so you know when Nick drops something, it's, it's and if awesome. I'm telling you on the podcast, there's a reason. So you're gonna yes, want to go. So at Nick Van Exit, check that out. You can also follow Isaac at Isaac L Harris. You can follow Locked On Mavs at Locked On Mavs. And uh, yeah, guys, thanks so much for joining us on Lockdown Maps. Blue Chip. <laughs> Peace out, Blue Chip. Peace out. Boom. <laughs>